What up, what up, everybody? This is Conversate. This is Darius J. Along with Stephen Neal and Mella G. And these are some topics that we're going to be talking about. And we thank you guys a love. Yeah, we're going to discuss double standards here today. We're going to discuss uh, two proposals that have made their way to social media and the difference in how they're covered. Mm. We're going to get Barbecue Becky in. Barbecue Cat Becky. <laughs> and we're going to discuss generational curses and the effects on family. How our family didn't tell us what it was before it is, and now we messed up for the future. So stay tuned with our special guest, Melody. Hey! You already know what it is. Yeah. What up, everybody? This is Darius J. And I'm Stevie Neal. And this is... Conversate. Yeah! Let's talk about it. Right. How your mama man? <laughs> what up, world? Oh, we man. back! On a Saturday, we had a slip-up with my PC. I'm about to trade it in before I can get me a piece of that apple that's been bit into. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm about to sell some plasma. I'm about exactly. to get and some stuff in order. Anybody need some kids? Yes. All right. Let's well, we here, you. man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> here in the Texas. Please. Yeah, but we got a special guest in the house. Yo, That's yo, right. yo. Pamela. You already know what it you is. You know what I'm saying? That's Pamela <laughs> in English. You know what I mean? I'm so done. Hey, she hey, with us. Green. She in here. We borrowing her equipment to make this podcast. That's how transparent we is in these streets. We don't play no games. We got nothing to hide. That's right. We're all helping each other out. Exactly. Man. I we ain't a real engineer in real life. I just do what I do and plug stuff in and hope it works. Hope it works. Now. How you feeling, Pamela? I'm feeling really good on this Saturday, you know. Hey, I'm excited to be here. You know what I'm saying? I've been going for about a week, so I just got back in town. So, mm. Yeah. What you were doing out of town? Well, I was on vacation with my mom. With a mom. Mama mom. love. Mama, mama's day. Mama's day vacate. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I can't afford to take my mama nowhere. And just to fill you guys in, um, Mella had one of the voicemails to the Anchor platform. Um, she submitted her topic. It was a pretty good topic. So right. we're here to talk about it. See, that's what happens here at Conversation. Yeah. Yeah, you might can get a feature. We'll let you in. You that's know what I mean? Right. Full that's why features. we keep trying to tell y'all to do the voicemail thing. It's, it's a very good thing that helps us, simple, you know what I'm saying, man. to see what y'all thinking out there. But we can get y'all on here or present your topic to the people because what you think might be what everybody else thinks and try to get different perspectives in life. Or yeah, might be something different. You might be on a different wavelength. Y'all might have something there. Exactly. You might be out in the left field. Exactly. You might just be outside the ballpark. But <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I mean? So hey, we we're going to get all. right into it. You know what I mean? Okay. So as you both know, I put a status out on Facebook yep. asking people what are some double standards that they can't stand. Mm. You know? Just mm. kind of. Get some real time double standards, you mm -hmm. know, to actually discuss on the show today. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, uh, how y'all feeling out there with them double standards? You know what I'm saying? So, we got one <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Yes. Uh, it says, The toilet seat. Why I gotta let it down? Why can't women put it up? 
Hey. Oh, man. Hey. The, Mars the, and the, Venus right I'm trying there. to tell it's you. You know what I'm saying? Men and women. Toilet <laughs> seats. Struggle. This is what it boils down to. This toilet seats don't end in marriages, cuz. Oh, God. I, I, I believe man. that. Because if you broke <laughs> I don't know anything about and that. you leave that toilet seat up, she going to talk about how broke you is. And your brokenness gonna play into why you couldn't <laughs> let the toilet seat down and your inconsiderateness. Now these are not my real problems because oh, I do no, let the toilet yeah, seat down. That, I just go I ahead and flap it down. I don't want to get cut. I don't want to hear the gadoo. Guys, this is what I, this is what I think about it. I honestly feel like it's a three to one ratio because do y'all stand up to defecate? No, we don't. <laughs> So my thing is, is that the only time you guys stand up is to, to pee. Yeah, so yeah. I think you're doing yourself a common courtesy as well to put the toilet seat down. So you never know. You might have the bubble guts, you know, exactly. come back it from might be like quick the restaurant and you, have the, boom, boom, you, boom, got, boom. you ain't got time to be flapping down a toilet fire. seat. You exactly. exactly. <laughs> turn and fire. You afraid you fire. might spray the whole toilet about to come out. <laughs> you just be like, I hope I hit the hole. For the paint job. Then they come down there and be like, oh, I never yeah. thought of that. Turning fire, like it might have to be quick. Point action. and shoot. You ain't got no more dog action. You just got straight explosive. <laughs> so done. <laughs> so so, so oh, yeah. yeah. So I guess we agree on that. Yeah, we agree on. You know what I'm saying? Everybody should be considerate. You know what I'm saying? But the dude, you know, because it's like when women get up, they ain't finna lift the toilet seat up and be like, hey, you know, maybe my boot thing got to come in here nah. and urinate. That is English for pee. Oh, right. so bad. <laughs> urinate is English for urinate. Period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's a situation where you're in the... You know, it's late at night, you're in the dark, and you don't have those, like, silly glow lights on your mm, toilet bowl right. like you see the infomercials and whatever. That's yeah. foolishness. But anyway. <laughs> um, the lights get dirty, yo. Y'all know that? Yeah, man. Poo stains you're on your lights. You're on the light. Then the light gonna be Ridiculous. dark. Exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, so that late night action, you might, you know, saying... Somebody might fall in as well. Yeah, yeah. You hear that? Including yourself. I'm falling in, and I'm a you know I'm a guy. I'm falling in, so I only imagine. I ain't never feeling no toilet. Oh God. <laughs> Anyways, so the next the next one is women being emotional is normal, while men being emotional is weak. Now that is a, a double standard that you know what I'm saying that uh, has been dominant in society mm-hmm. you know and most of the time and i'm gonna just keep it real with you fellas we are mostly in the mud because we get our feeling hurt by so many small things yes. that it'd be ridiculous yes. you know and women and see that's the thing i mean i believe that is something that we have to really just Get used to because we need emotional health. We need emotional. Mm. You got to be emotionally healthy. You can't have any real good relationships without having a handle on your emotions and how they make you feel and how you deal with them and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's a double standard I feel that needs to be thrown in the L trash can that is... Just trash can for trash can. (laughs) How y'all thought I would hit you with the Spanish boy? (laughs) You already know. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, for me, I honestly feel like, um, 
I mean, I think it's a societal thing, honestly, you know, because I, I think about just how men are, how boys are basically, how they grow up. Yeah. And, you know, you start crying, your mom or your dad is like, toughen up, son, you know, ain't nothing to cry about, get over it, be strong. Push up. (laughs) Rub some dirt on it. And so it's like, you don't even give them the opportunity to even, like, feel that emotion. And so, you know, and when it comes to real life situations or, like, you guys, you're married now, so there's times where you guys have to have conversations, you know, that are kind of hard to express how you feel because Mm. you didn't have that liberty to do it when you you know were a young you know a young lad exactly. <laughs> a young so, kid so what so when you start crying about something you just toughen up and try to figure out how to you know suppress it basically exactly. right and so now when something upsets you with your wife or your friend or mm. anybody for that matter instead of like allowing yourself to feel that and express it oh, for that matter you're just like ah oh, man it's okay or you yeah. know, like we'll figure it we'll out, figure or, it out. Yeah. or it's it'll, it'll come out in other ways. It may come out in anger, or like you you say something that you don't you know really mean because right. you haven't had the you know the space, like I said, to be able to actually you know express yourself and how you really felt. Ooh. Dad, I'm sad because you told me that you were going to take me to Chuck E. Cheese and you didn't. Right. At that point, no you know, now things. you can say, okay, well, we wasn't able to go because of your behavior. Right. Now you're actually putting, you, you're identifying with that emotion. And mm. then your dad or your mom is at that time able to tell you why. Why we yeah. can't do that. Mm. So now yeah. you're able to, you know, express and then get an explanation on why, da 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 da. But, you know, that's my thoughts. Yes, yeah, so hey. attribution needs to be made. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like that was. Uh, some very valid points, you know what I'm saying, Melo? Because, like, um, that is a very true thing because I know when I first got married, like, yo, I just, I tried to be as tough as I can all the time, you know what I mean? Like, I just really didn't know how to express my emotions and say, yo, that hurt my feelings. This is how I feel about it, you know what I mean? I was just expressing anger or, you know, angst, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, I, I yeah, emotionally healthy, uh, Mindset. Get your mind healthy. If you need to talk to somebody to learn how to talk to somebody about your feelings, do that. Pay that little fee because it'll free your soul. Like you, you, you never know how much your emotions play into the decisions that you make as well exactly. because you make so many decisions off your emotions. Yeah. And men, when we deny ourselves to feel an emotion or something like that, we re- overreact to things. Like, we put too much on what... You be like, oh, snap. I just lost my job or somebody just wronged me at my job. Say your supervisor reprimanded you and you didn't feel too good about your reprimand. You're getting reprimanded. Now you quit your job. Yeah. When right. you could have just said, you know, I didn't appreciate that. You know, check them the right way, the corporate way, but you ain't got to quit your job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because you're feeling bad at your job and you ain't got no other job don't mean quit your job, you know yeah. what I'm saying, to go find something that may not be readily available to you. So sometimes you have to just learn how to deal with your emotions till you get yourself to a better position and not just react and be like, right. oh my God, I'm finna quit because I don't feel good. That's how a lot of people take um, advice wrong because you will hear somebody like a Eric Thomas or Gary V or something like that tell you to go out and do better and stuff like that. And you ride off that emotional way. Now you don't quit your job 
You ain't got no more spam in your refrigerator. Now you're trying to make mustard sandwiches because you just rolled off of somebody's advice because you were feeling some kind of way when you really didn't think things through and see what was the problem. Because a lot of times you, the problems are always there. The common denominator in every problem is you. Me, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta look at yourself in the mirror. That mm. was Michael Jackson talking about. I'm talking about the man in the mirror. Hey. Oh yeah, he went playing. <laughs> look at that man in the mirror. No matter how ugly he is. Oh god, look at it. I'm talking about your inside. Not oh, your face, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> nah, oh man, I mean, and the shoe fits. <laughs> I mean, you know, um. And the thing is, is like about those situations is that you react out of like a deep personal pain that very few people can see. Mm. And they just don't know what's going on. Like, why did you react like that? And you quit your job because when you feel bad, you can think back to when you didn't get to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. I, it yeah. can be like that. It can that. be tied those, in. Exactly. Mm. And, you know, because you didn't deal with it or because people in your life didn't help you deal with it, yeah. right? here you are. Yeah. Yep. Jobless. Absolutely. Jobless. With no spam. Mustard sandwich. Stop it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, I feel like, like that's like a direct TV commercial. Exactly. You know what I mean? You make bad decisions. Look what happens. Mustard sandwiches. Get direct TV. Get direct TV, guys. Oh god. <laughs> this is not a sponsored. It's uh, not. We're not sponsored. But hey, direct TV. If you but if you cut want us to, a check, hey. come on, baby, we got here. I got tons of material for you. Cause right. Okay. Uh, What's another one, Pamela? Next one is a uh, woman not being comfortable approaching a man in a casual setting. So basically, this person is saying that the woman mm. is waiting, hoping that the man sees you, and yeah. they pray that he speaks to you and oh. hope that he could be the one. Mm. But on social media the next day, you're miserable because you're still single. This is definitely going to benefit from our dual perspective. Yeah, this will, because I'm going to tell you just like this. <laughs> hey, man. We can't help you ain't used to hunting. Me and a hunter gather. We see prey, we go hunting. Oh, gosh. You know, and you don't always go hunt the things you see. Sometimes you that person over there gave you that casual smile. She was just like showing her teeth, you know, oh, whether she breast them or not. We don't know because we ain't met her yet. But, you know what I mean? It looked pretty good from far sight. And then she smiles. We don't know that's an invitation because we in the time that Signals. if you go talk to a right. woman now, she can say you have harassed her and all kinds <laughs> oh, of stuff man, like I that. So y'all don't put that. us in a bad situation where we can't even really hunt no more like we used to. Oh, not you know not I mean? like we used to. Like, not quite like we used to. Because we might say, hey, what's up, uh, um, pretty young thing? You look and pretty even good. That. You know, my name is Darius, and I want to talk to you. I want to be your friend. I don't need no new friends. Oh, no new friends. And you be like, as a matter of fact, you harassing me. I'm like, I was trying to buy you a drink and talk to you. I'm going to buy you a drink. You know what I mean? (laughs) But now, you know what I'm saying? I can't talk to you. But you can approach people, but the thing that it is with a woman, you ain't used to approaching people. You're used to people approaching you. So now that sickness don't got so misconstrued and we don't know whether it's right to do or was wrong or we bothering you or not you know it just ain't good and some people that you might say yo i wish you had a call i gave them all the signals 
that ain't a signal. You just smile. I might. I got to take you as, hey, she just smiled at me. She might just be trying to be nice now. Because whether we know it or not, the social construct of being social in person has got very skewed because of yeah, even social media. Even more than it yeah. used to be. Because, I mean, you know, and we don't make these, like, calls for a reason as far as whether we're getting signals or not getting signals yeah. because I've made that mistake before Well, I took a simple smile as a signal and they were like no yeah. mm, it yeah. wasn't that way mm-hmm. it wasn't like that you know what I mean so we take that experience and we're like okay I'll be more careful next time you know what I'm saying I'll let, I'll let her prove it a little more in the signals before I read it as a signal Yeah, you know what I'm saying but then on the other side of it it just depends on what, what, I mean, what qualifies as a signal? I mean, you know, yeah, it's like, it's okay, okay, toss your hair a little bit. You might have just been getting the flakes out your head or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you know, you know. So, uh, Mela, what's, what's your perspective? Uh, I have a few things to say. <laughs> awesome. Great. Um, okay, I think I'll talk from, like, um, just me before I became a disciple, which mm-hmm. if y'all don't know that is a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody that really uh take to the Bible and what it's talking about. Now I hear having sexual relations <laughs> and uh smoking crack. Oh, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um yeah, so before this life, uh I don't think I had any problem with being direct with men, you mm. know. If I like what I see, I will basically tell you. She hit you but with see, the police. I'm not most women or like the women that this person is referring to in this particular comment. Um, because I feel like most of the relationships that I was in before becoming a disciple, it was just a mutual agreement. It was mm. a conversation that was had. I like you, you like me, we're dating. So, exactly. <laughs> and so it wasn't right. it wasn't anything to think about now i feel like as a disciple now it's really complicated for me now i don't know how it is for other people but see mm. when i so i was baptized into campus the campus ministry campus. and a lot of times well what i was told is that if somebody had an interest in you mm. which mm. i don't really like this whole thing but anyways i'm gonna just yeah, you know talk about it, it. Yeah. so if, if somebody has an interest in you they go talk to your closest friends or your discipler who and your disciple is the person that's that's deep into your life that's mm. like really helping you and guiding your, your you spiritual advisor yeah exactly call me now <laughs> <laughs> and and so basically they go talk to that person and they kind of get a feel of where you are spiritually just where you are in life and if there's a mutual interest and so if so then they will come to you and they talk and say hey you know i've been seeking advice i've been getting open with your close friends Mm -hmm. and to my understanding there's a a mutual interest or whatever Mm. and so it's a pursuit like it's a pursuit at Mm. that point so like i am intentionally building this friendship with you because i want something more i intend to court you exactly so then you start pursuing it turns out like okay i like this person Let's start dating. You date, and then sometimes it works out. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. It now, for us, for me, mm. individual, I can't speak for everybody. Mm. But for me, I think what's hard is because there's sometimes I just want to be direct. Because I feel yeah. like 
if I just know that you don't have an interest in me and I'm taking a liking to you, it'll just help me more emotionally because yep. I won't be as invested. I, I don't think that I would like distance myself from the friendship if it's a no because our standard in the church is to love one another. Right. You know, and we're brothers and sisters in Christ regardless. Because you got to be friends before you date anyway. Exactly. You know, exactly. don't want to exactly. be Exactly. So I feel like for me, I was talking to a brother about this. He's in a different ministry yeah, in a different state. Right. And he was telling me the dynamic and the culture of his church mm. and the the men and the the brothers in his church. Like they're very direct. If they like you, they will let you know. It's yeah. not even like a a hesitation of uh maybe I'm. Uh, it's like no. If I like you, you will know. Like it's not even. It's clear cut and direct. So put it on the table. Yeah, exactly. like you're not processing the paperwork. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Exactly. I don't know if you hired or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you put in the application, the old job post. It's been out there for two months. You right. apply anyway, and then nobody's exactly. even there. <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you something. I feel like that's the way to be. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a direct type person, so I just tell you, you know what I mean, how I feel. I feel like that's a... That's just being a grown up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you gotta allow people to grow up yeah. socially to be able to yes. put that's man, that play into even your emotions, yo. Mm-hmm. Like being able to just say, This is how I feel because all that stuff, when you put precursors and stuff in front of stuff like that, that stuff build up anxiety in real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because man. now I gotta play the telephone game. You know what I'm saying? And, and words might even get misconstrued because some people, they talk, and they talk with a little bit more zeal mm. than oh, they supposed man. to. And they deliver the message and make it sound like you just all <laughs> at the house just laying in the just, bed talking about, Ooh, I wish, stitches. I wish she could be with me. Like with like four-page letters exactly. and lipstick and stuff. I'm writing you a four-page letter. <laughs> no, I just wrote you two sentences. Exactly. To let you know this how I feel. Right. I don't know if we're going to go this far, you know what I'm saying? But right. you have to allow people to grow up, you know yeah. what I mean? And just go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it's like, I think that can happen. I mean, there's still kind of a standard that, you know, we kind of try to adhere to. Yeah. You know, you want to build, yeah. uh, you know, a relationship, you know, keep your spirituality, your purity, yeah. you know, as far as doing it the right way. Yeah. You know, yeah. dating, you know, you you take sex out of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get to know each other as people. Exactly. And that's what I love Absolutely. about kingdom. That's how you get to you know, know somebody for real. You take will get to sex know somebody out with sex out. Right. You gonna find out like, what kind of person mm. they is. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a part of the motion too, because if you can only communicate through sex, Ooh. you need to talk to people. You need to talk about it. You talk need about to talk it. Talk about that. Conversate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I I think both can happen. You know, I mean, I mean, because I came into uh, me, and my me and my wife came into it engaged already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. um, so yeah, we didn't do the King Dane thing per se, but we mm-hmm. always look at the singles in our ministry. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, they're really, they're getting to know each other, man. They're 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 dating, you know, and it's not like kind of clouded, so to speak, by this mm-hmm. extra element, you know, because sex is a gift from God. Yeah. It, it yeah, really yeah, is. Yeah. It really is. And it's a powerful thing. So. Yeah. So, um, but we can kind of just talk to each other, you know, here in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Just just talk to each other and hold each other accountable at the yeah. same time, too. Yeah. You know, 
It doesn't have to all be this shadowy stuff. And yeah. You're not doing it one way. You're, yeah. you're just all in the shadows yeah. of the black market or whatever. Yeah, so they gotta be cloak and daggers. It, exactly. That's, yeah, that's and also I just feel like the dynamic, well, not even just dynamics, but the culture of the singles ministry and the campus has changed a lot. There's so many young, yeah. you know, people who are just kind of like really... You know, they, they, you know, made Jesus Lord of their yeah. life. And so they're trying yeah. to figure out, like, what that even looks like for themselves. Yeah, right. Not even just, like, you know, thinking about what that looks like with another person, you know, and, and like, considering them above themselves and stuff like that. It's like, I'm just trying to consider myself above me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to consider God above well, me, my yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a little, yeah, little selfish. Yeah, but, yeah. but, yeah, like, you know, and I, and, um, I just feel like, where we are right now is just really focusing on healthy one another relationships, which I feel like are important because mm. they just transpire into that romantic relationship. Yeah. Cause even yeah. if it's, I feel like for me, I have some really good brother friendships mm. and some of them I'm really, really close to. Yeah. And so like, I feel like with those dynamics, I'm learning how to set healthy boundaries. I'm learning how to, right voice my opinion mm. i'm learning how to have differences with one another but still being able to be friends to be able to talk about like real and deep issues and there's no like Underlying. you know yeah. yeah and there's no strings attached exactly. and there's you know like just re like you like you guys said like being able to get to know somebody for who they are without sex without like that like deep intimacy and just having to go there like you really get to know a person and then you really get to know if this is something that, somebody that you really want to Spend the rest of your life with, and mm-hmm. and and it's crazy because there's friends of mine out there in the world that really believe that you can't be friends with somebody you are dating. You know what I'm saying? Like that's on some junior high stuff. Uh, yeah, but that's not it's that's not like, true. It, it's not true. Yeah. yeah, it's not true. But it's like you know, it's like when you reach a certain level of friendship. Could yeah. it not be romantic at that right. point? Um, that's kind of ridiculous. But that's rom- that's romance in itself. Like yeah. you gotta have like because you can't be romantic to somebody you don't know. Because what if your definition of rom- romanticism uh-huh. is not on their wavelength? Uh-huh. Now you're doing stuff that you think is romantic, but it's not romantic. It's right. to them. It's not. You wouldn't know that. If that was your friend. Right. Because just like, yeah, I know what my friends <clears throat> like and I know what my friends don't like. Exactly. Right. So you have to, you know how I develop that? Talking. Talking. You know Communicate. You, in communication, <laughs> you talk to your friends. Yes. So you, if you ain't friends with your woman, you ain't finna make it, y'all. And if y'all get married, <laughs> you ain't gonna make it. No. It's just not gonna make not. it. So, no. everybody, women, yes. brothers and sisters, women, let's talk. Men, Yes. Talk, man. Talk you know what I mean? Talk, if you please. if you feel like if you see somebody you like, you know what I mean, talk to them. Now don't go over there and say, mm-hmm. hey, don't yep. go over there with that fleece Johnson talking about, hey, I like you and I want you. We're gonna do this the easy way or the hard way. Right. Don't do that. Don't you know, introduce up. yourself. Yeah. Let people know you got age. an interest in them. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it ain't nothing wrong with that. You're grown up at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. And you gotta learn how to make these decisions because these decisions, whether you know it or not, gonna play heavily. Mm-hmm on the life you're going to have. You know right. what I'm saying? Life is up to decision. So, come on, women. Don't be afraid to talk to dudes, man. And oh, dudes, no. don't be afraid to talk to women no matter what may come like, from it. You know what I'm saying? Shoot yeah. your shot. Shoot your shot. <laughs> Hit them with the curry three-pointer. You know what I'm right. saying? On a good day. On a good day. <laughs> from a distance. 
You know what I'm saying? But don't get up all on them and slam dunk it. That's yeah. a little oh, bit more yes. personal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So free throw and three pointers. And all right, I got points. one more, and then we can move on to our next topic. What? I got strong, outspoken men equals great leaders, and strong, outspoken women equals difficult. Ooh. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. You know what I'm saying? This is how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. It's some strong, outspoken men that are idiots. Yep. Just like it's some strong, outspoken women that don't make no sense at all. Mm-hmm. Because I see some strong, outspoken women, they all like, let me tell you something. And I'll be like, she can't leave <laughs> McDonald's to a happy meal. So, um, oh, and I heard some dude like, yo, let me tell you something. Your cousin, t- nah, he ain't no leader. He's just an idiot. You know what I'm saying? So, but... If a woman come to you and she got a plan, just like my wife, she's strong. Mm-hmm. She outspoken. Very. She got out ideas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And guess what? I respect those ideas because she don't come to me with no weak sauce. She always right. trying to point us in a direction to do well. Right. That's why we co-lead in our relationship. Like, some things may come down to, like, I'm finna make a split decision. This is what we're going to do. But that don't mean what my wife has to say or what any woman has to say ain't valid. Because just because if she outspoken and she say what she means, and I like people to say what they mean and mean what they say. Now, I don't like no soft-spoken person because sometimes I feel like you've been a little uh, deceiving. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not really saying how you feel. So being a strong, outspoken woman ain't bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, I just think that just, some people are weak and some men have to understand that, yo, you let your insecurity spill over in some things. Yeah. Go back to that, uh, learning your emotion part. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But, at the same time, you have to, Everybody demands respect, man. Yeah. And you got to give respect to those who are respectable. Right. You yeah. just can't hand out respect like napkins at a restaurant. You know what I'm That's saying? True. So you just got to be able to just differentiate and see which one is who. Because just because if a man just loud and he outspoken, that don't mean he's speaking right. The loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room. That's how, hey, you hey, better take that. To the bank and cash it in because that's a thousand dollar check right there. I'm trying to tell you because sometimes you got to sit back and know when to act and know when to move. And sometimes I be in a room or I don't see situations where I'm not in and I'm just across the room looking in where it'd be a bunch of dudes with their head now to be a woman to stand up and speak. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Does that mean, oh my God, who she thinks she is? Yeah. Like, nah, nobody else wasn't coming up with no ideas, so she's the only one that's cooking right now. And, and I think part of leadership, too, is taking input from wherever it comes, great input from wherever it comes from. Mm. You know, and just to discount somebody as difficult to work with because they're outspoken as a woman. You're 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 disqualifying yourself mm-hmm. yeah. from so many ideas. Yeah, I mean, is that leadership? No, yeah, no, no it's not. So it's, yeah, so so yeah. I mean, just don't cut yourself off from that input. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. absolutely. I mean, I just think about Donald Trump. <laughs> ah, he's yeah. very strong. Yeah. Outspoken person. It's a case. Is he necessarily a, a great leader? In he my opinion, probably not. I mean, everybody is entitled to their own opinions. And for you conversators out there who are Trump supporters, um, we cool. still love you. It's you cool. know, we love you. We, you know I mean? we're not. You know, 
I mean, we just have different, you know, viewpoints. Yeah, you like cheese pizza and I like pepperoni. Hey, you know, it's still cheese on there somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, I just like my meat. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. but I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with what, no, I do agree with what um, Darius was saying because I just feel like a lot of the times, like, there are strong outspoken, I think there's strong outspoken men and women. It's just about the context of what you're talking about. It doesn't, does it matter? Is it? Is it necessary? Is it conducive to my life? <laughs> like, yeah. does it does it matter? Like, I think it. I guess it depends on person to person. Because one mm. person might think that somebody is a strong, outspoken, you know, person, man or woman, yeah. and they're a great leader in their eyes. Mm. So, and it's just kind of like the Donald Trump thing. There's there are people out there that support Trump and feels like he's a great, strong, outspoken leader. And rightfully so, in their opinion. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't think so. Mm. I I feel like he's very he's very strong and opinionated and outspoken. He's not afraid to say what he wants to say about America or about any certain issues that are going on in the world. But do I agree with those things? Absolutely not. Mm. You know? Does that make him a great leader? I don't know if it makes him a great leader, but it does make him a leader. Yeah. So even just with, you know, with women, I think in regards to, I, I, and I think it goes back to just like male versus female. Right. And just like how we're already viewed in society. Right. And so it's just like, if a woman has something very, like, think about, what's that woman's name? Is her name Maxine? Is that that woman's name that's in the Congress, Senate? Oh, yeah. Maxine Waters. Um, Maxine Waters. Yeah. yeah. She's a very strong, outspoken person. Yeah. And she will not let you overstep her bounds. Nope. Exactly. And so, Claiming her time. <laughs> right. Reclaiming her time. And so I think about her and it's like, I feel like she can be seen as difficult because she's very strong on her opinions. Yeah. And she's not allowing people to just say Step whatever yeah. they want to say without like getting any feedback she gonna be right. her clap back. <laughs> yeah her clap back is reclaiming her time so mm-hmm. i feel like it could be seen as difficult mm-hmm. because our role to some people is just be quiet yeah don't don't say anything you so know like let them greater. right yeah. exactly yeah and so so when we do have something to say it's like i wish you just would have said nothing so i could shine or right. not even that is just like you don't even have a place here you know, you belong here. You belong there. So it's like these societal things that we're already attached to as women. And so when we do have a voice and we do have an opinion and it's strong at that, then we're seen as difficult. Why can't you just cooperate? Mm-hmm. You know, why can't you just, you know, what go along with what, you know, what we're doing here? Why mm-hmm. do you have to be the person that's causing all this friction? Mm-hmm. Because I don't agree with what's going on. And mm-hmm. if I don't say anything about it, then that means it, you know, nobody would have room to actually think about a different alternative. Right. We're all just kind of easing along and flowing along with things because he said or she said that this is, even if it's a strong outspoken woman and she's a great leader, yeah. you know, I'm not just going to go like Hillary Clinton. She's a very strong, outspoken woman. (laughs) (laughs) And she's a great leader in in somebody's eyes. But it's like, if there's something that I don't agree with what she has to say, or just anybody, I'm going to say it. (laughs) And whether you agree with me or not, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're going to disagree with me because you feel strongly about whatever you're talking about. But like, I'm... I'm not. I feel like I'm not given an opportunity to be a voice for somebody else who are, is not 
right. you know, that person who can fight back and, right. you know, voice their opinion too. Because I feel like we, sometimes like those people that are out, out, outspoken are the voice of people who aren't like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. I feel like sometimes too, like people, people got to understand that everybody has power. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like when we come into a meeting place or anything like this, like when you come together and you bring minds together, men and women, you got to understand everybody got power. We just trying to make this thing gel together like the Avengers, you know what I'm saying? And make it work. You know what I mean? Like, just like I can't discount a woman's opinion because I don't feel that way. It might be valid, and it might get us out that rut that we in. And yeah. just like when Stevie Neal was talking about, like, just coming, you know, like, you discount yourself something. Like, you actually just cut yourself in half and mm-hmm. only able to use one hemisphere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you bring in masculine and feminine energies together, they bond to make something and bring about ideas that can prosper us. That's why you have to have two. Like, cause if it was what it was and it was just men on this planet, this planet would be destroyed. We all be done blew each other up. It'll be over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just like yeah. the same thing, you can't have just all women. Cause just as much as women claim they get along, they don't. Cause a lot of women can't stand other women. You know what I mean? So the world still end up, in the same kind of chaos, a big old crater in the whole, in the earth, and we just everybody did. You know what I'm saying? So we need each other to bring about the best in humanity. When we start discounting and just putting the other one down, that's when you see humanity go in a different direction, in a bad direction. Right. So I feel like it's a need for both. It shouldn't be a double standard mm-hmm. on whether. Women and men can be leaders. We all can be leaders. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's not binary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's rich. It's exactly. complex. Yeah. It's a give and take. Kind of came across this thing where it's a proposal. It's at Southern University. Mm. And a young man, after the ceremony has you know concluded, right. uh, his lady got her degree. Mm. Uh, he was she there to support it. Black, oh, right, educated. Trying to get that guac. He's trying to sew her up for she get some of that money. <laughs> He's tired of eating McDonald's. Stop. Ah. <laughs> well, anyway, he um, got a sugar mama. <laughs> she got a job. Uh, not yet. Um, so, um, so after the graduation ceremony has concluded, and she's in her cap and gown, got her degree in her hand and everything, he decides to propose. Right there, right yeah. then and there, right in her cap. She ain't even got the gown off yet. Exactly. Propose. Right. You know, so it was on camera, obviously. You know, it's been viewed like 2.6 million times. It's, wow. It's crazy. Um, so a lot of people had something to say about this, you know. And I read it from the Daily Mail. This is where I got it from. And it seemed to be from a very feminist angle yeah you yeah. know what i'm saying it was you know, i think that's the it was like a the female column of, yeah. of the daily mail mm-hmm. so they i mean you know for what you know they're kind of just reporting the news like what people's opinions are of it or whatever right yeah but um but yeah people had something to say like sh- he stole her shot yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying so 
I mean, let's let's talk about this because I mean, I don't necessarily agree. Yeah, yeah me either. I I don't agree, and this is why I don't agree mm. because I feel like okay, maybe it ha- it may have come from a feminist perspective, but I'm I'm curious to know how is her love life. Because, yeah. and not to take any shots or anything, but because I feel like there's a, a lot of times, like, when people come from abusive backgrounds, not to say that she did or anything. I don't know this person's life, but I'm just speaking in, in generalities. Yes. You know, some people come from abusive backgrounds, and they what what people deem as normal is different. Mm. Right. Based on how they grow up and how they're raised. So who's to say that... There wasn't a lot of that in her life, you know, growing up. Or those people who tagged in and, you know, said what they had to say and blah, blah, blah. Because my 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 thought is, in question, is like, well, how does how does a woman become a feminist? I feel like there's different experiences that you have to go through to be able to, like, form a strong opinion about something and become, like, a movement or become a part of a movement such as, feminism or mm-hmm. being a feminist and then on the other side yeah. i just feel like like the woman said in the article article i was happy she was happy yeah. you know like she got she got her degree she ain't in school no more i'm pretty sure that's a huge relief she yeah. ain't gotta write no more papers and now family. she about to sign this marriage you know yeah. <laughs> she about to sign this real paper yeah. you know and you know married the love of her life so i don't i don't think that like i mean they let them be to, happy <laughs> they didn't even try to like read her facial expression like she wasn't yeah. impressed like oh why you know like they're just projecting onto this moment like oh why did he do this so, you know he's like taking she, away from her moments from her, her shine. shine nah he just put some more lights on her shine yo you know what exactly. i mean like a lot of people may see but i feel like this and I, I, this is exactly how I feel. Yeah. Uh, Boo Boo Magoo, whoever wrote this article, you know, that's her name, Boo Boo Magoo. Stop. She's so unhappy that she had to go find somebody else's happiness to get unhappy about. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, for Brennan, like, by the way, from the Daily Mail. Right. Boo Boo Magoo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> I had to say it once. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> put your name out there real life. So everybody go tag under her uh, stuff, oh, Boo Boo Magoo. Oh, you know, God. Tell her conversation. You. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, she had to go find something. She probably tired of playing with her cats. Her cats, kitty knitters, don't mm-hmm. made her upset. Now she don't got online. Oh, she gosh. saw some black happiness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She said, you know what? I don't like when black people so happy. And she about to get, she got a degree. And, and this guy has the audacity to get on his knee before her and ask her to marry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But see, my thing is, is why, where was this, like, when this was always happening? Like this ain't the first time. I'm pretty sure that they've already been having conversations about this, but I this hope. is the one that like got the most attention. Yeah, this was the straw that broke the camel. Yeah, but, like I said, I feel like society just pick and chooses sometimes 
through yes. the social media aspect, they use it to pick to cherry pick what they want to feel bad about mm-hmm. and how they want to feel about it. And then they say, you know what? I'm gonna create some content to tell everybody exactly how I feel about it. Right. Now I don't not boo boo magoo for what she wrote, and as if this is how she feels. Oh guys. But she probably still sad with her cats. You know what I'm saying? And she probably dress them up and swear, <laughs> and her cats hate her. Her oh, cats God. probably hate her. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Or cats? dog, it probably hate her. She might be. She sound like a upset dog person. But now you can't really have dogs. Oh guys, anyway. But I mean, Boo Boo Magoo. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> and I mean, and speaking of uh, kind of cherry picking, because I saw another article. And this was delivered by ABC News. ABC News. This okay. is a young man at North Texas graduation. Yeah. Um, proposed to his lady mm. during the ceremony. During the ceremony. During the, like on stage, right then and there. And nobody tackled him off stage. Nobody. Either. Like yeah. University of Florida. Let's get yeah. it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, you yeah. know, he, yeah. he had it coordinated. Yeah, he had it coordinated. Yeah, he, he talked to the He went and talked to proper people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was probably the way Boo Boo Magoo felt. She probably was like, well, he had to buzz up and all that call. That oh, call my but, God. But not, not even that. I'm pretty sure, you know. Hopefully, I mean, because culturally, I feel like, you know, whoever is trying to take your hand in marriage is to go talk to your father or whoever. Exactly. If they're if your you life. If you got a daddy. If they're you in your know, life. A lot of African Americans. Because it could daddies. be your brother or your mom or whatever, yeah. whoever that person right. or caretaker yeah. that's in your life. So I'm pretty sure he got the okay, you uh-huh. know, from whoever he needed to get the okay from to get down on one knee and propose to his girlfriend. Now, see, the one, I was reading the article about the the guy who proposed during the ceremony, mm. and they actually, like, she, he was like, I don't know if she remembered or not, but basically he said that if she would not have sex with him throughout the entire relationship, mm. that he would marry her basically by the time she graduated. Yeah, 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 they were. They were celibate. They were celibate. They were celibate the entire relationship. But see, she almost ruined it because he had his computer open and she needed to, to, to do something for Mm. for her school Mm. or whatever. But you know, he bounced back and she was still, you know, surprised and stuff like that. But see, I think the difference is kind of like what you were saying off mic is like the framing of the article, right? And how is. Pers- like how it's kind of like projected yeah. yeah it's like oh we should ridicule this man because he ruined her shine and then on the Ooh, other hand yeah. it's like oh my gosh he he's like this is, he, this is like one of the best proposals of 2018. Of all time, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, exactly. It's so <laughs> thoughtful. And it's exactly. it planned. You know, planned oh my gosh. And the thing, that's the thing. I feel like in the other article there's missing details, so to speak. And it's like, if I don't know all the details, then I'm I'm left to assume that you didn't do it the right way. Exactly. And so it's like, in this one, it's like, oh, you can see that he talked to the administration and oh. had the conversations with her. It's something that y'all have always been talking about. Right. And here's the day. She's graduating. She's walking across the stage to get off the stage and come to find him on his knee asking me to marry him. So it's like this fairy tale story. I know like from start to finish what happened. And and you know what? I just thought about something. Um, With the North Texas situation, it was two students who were graduating that day. Mm. You know, they were both a part of the ceremony. He decided to propose 
as a part of it. With the Southern situation, the dude that was out of school already, or, yeah, or at least yeah. that's what I assume, you know, yeah. he's age 23, she's slightly younger. Yeah. So people can kind of like, because of those missing details, like, oh, this dude just shows up yep. in his mm-hmm. suit and such <laughs> and just wants to steal the moment. Right. You right. Know? right. <laughs> you know? and, and the thing about it, the engagement is never about the guy. It's the never about the guy. It's never that's about right. the guy. How do you steal That's the grand the point of all of this. It's never about the guy. That that's guy pretty point. much disappears into the background because it's like when i asked my wife to marry me nobody didn't check and see hey man you happy dog what's up they'll just all flock to my wife like, oh, oh my gosh the ring. you might have photoshop the dude out of the photo exactly he might so- it might always be a ring in the air in the air you know what i'm saying the invisible man it's the opposite of lord of the rings once you get a ring away you disappear yeah, exactly <laughs> That's so real. That actually is a good parody to do. That's so. That's such a good parody. Man, like, man. it's no. You're no more. Uh, it's nothing about you no more. Even nah, at the wedding, you no. it's just a dude standing nah, just up there. Just a dude in a suit. You know what I'm saying? They stand. They don't even stand up when you come in. You, they just sitting down. They just sitting down. You better, you better treat her right. Exactly. She come now. Everybody stand to attention. Right, right. Everyone like in the court. People be crying and everything. Is dudes that walk down there. Exactly. We just get to walk down and like her. My mom didn't even cry when I got married, man. Exactly. My, but my mom <laughs> cried when I got engaged. Cause I think my mom, she just didn't think I was going to get married. Because oh. I was out here in these streets. Oh, yeah, in these streets. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, like I said, but then once I got married, my mom don't even really talk to me like she talked to me. She asked more about my wife than she asked about me, man. Of course. Well, you know, at least she called you. Exactly. Let's, let's focus on the positive. Yes. <laughs> father, father, father. Oh, I ain't heard about it. Oh, I, I know, I, I know. I talk to my mom all the time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? My mom is a very integral part of my life. Mm-hmm. I act just like her. Say, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I came from something. You did now. Exactly. I came out my mama's life old. So, so you know, <laughs> the story is, I mean, there's really no way... An engagement somehow can take shine away from a lady. I, yeah, I, exactly. I just, it I lifts her up. It lifts her up. Yeah. But that feminist probably is a person that don't even like dudes. She probably is a lesbian. And, and not even oh. that. Even if she was, you know, I. It's nothing wrong like, with that. Either. Yeah, you know, I mean, even if she was, I just feel like it's a a love problem because I yeah, mean, like, even in that suit, if. Even in even in that situation, even if she did have a significant other or not, or, or not, we don't know what boo boo got. We don't know, but I, hypothetically, if she had a girlfriend, one of the girls gonna have the pole pole. Exactly. So it's I like mean, I don't think it's a matter of. I think it's just more so like a love thing, or just like desiring it and not being able to have it, or just being jealous, or or it's almost she, like she may just want to get hit. She just saw something. She knew that people would pounce on it and hit her site, and you know what I'm saying. Now, see, yes, I was about notoriety. to get into that yeah. as well because you know a lot of people saw this video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, man, everybody probably thinks it's amazing. Right. So let me write this. Other slant to yeah. get some clicks. Yeah, get some media attention and, you know. I mean, it's it's marketing. Wear the black, you know, you wear marketing one on one, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. kind of go sideways for what people yeah. are to just kind of start a riot and yeah. get people talking and sharing and more likes, more, you know, 
more uh, traffic, more yeah, clicks. Yeah, 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 Because yeah. now we're talking about it here. It, it's made it onto this show yeah. because of that. You yeah. know? That's why I say some of the stuff I say sometimes. Because I know we're going to hurt y'all feelings. And then you go tell your friends about me. Darius <laughs> yeah. J is on the mind. Darius J in here, you know what I'm saying? We don't play no game. Hey, we still we got Mel in here, man. You been yeah, doing good, you know, man. I'm trying. Hey, you got some stuff to say, y'all. You might come back again, right? Yeah, you know? Mike. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh man, but speaking of the social medias, mm. we have to talk about this woman. We got to talk about Cookout Karen, man. Barbecue Becky. Barbecue oh, that's right. Becky. Barbecue Becky. We got to talk about this. This is Cook so viral. I'm just astounded at how, to the degree that this woman has ruined her life <laughs> by putting herself out there like this. She Why ugly? stand in front of the camera doing this? Yeah. You could have just walked away. Oh, she claims she tried to walk away. But yeah, whatever. Why? Well, why? Black lady did taste. Uh, what was it? She black lady or white lady? I, I black, black lady. She tasted a little bit. You know, and she just she was just trying to her, get her she car wanted, back. She wanted her car she back. She wanted her know, car back. How did she get the car from her? Did lady? she take it from her? I think she handed it to her initially, and then there was some kind of thing where it's like, you know what, lady, don't take my card. I want it back. And you know, she was like, I don't want it back. You're harassing me. You're harassing me. <laughs> See, it's two black people with a charcoal grill just, cooking out. See, why is this life? I hey, feel like man. there's been just so many different coincidences or just situations where black people have been just harassed so many times. So many times. Or nothing. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm out here trying to grill some steak. And yeah. some hot dogs and hamburgers for the kids. And don't forget and about just enjoy my Saturday. I don't know if it was a Saturday or not, but it was a beautiful. It looked like a beautiful day outside, exactly. a, a day to just take your family out and eat some good food, have some good laughs, and make some good memories. Hey. And here you come on the phone with the police because we're disturbing your peace. Where's your family? First of all, exactly. you know, are Her you cats are dead? Like I'm just like. Are you trying? <laughs> did you like want a plate to go or something? Like oh. we don't have to cause a scene. Like exactly, man. Hey, man. Because I feel like I feel like okay, that ordinance that she was referring to might have been in place where you know a lot of parks have doing the grilling area. Air. A lot of par- a lot of parks have grilling areas where they have the own their own grill planted. Yeah, and you in, have to bring charcoal. Yeah, you right. have to bring your. You don't want to like do your because it could tip over right. and yeah. stuff like that. But even if that is the case, I just feel like just from what was had transpired, if it was a white man on that portable grill, he she would not. She wouldn't call it. She didn't want to see no black it's people having fun. Thing, and it was two nobody black wants to see black people having fun. Hey, exactly. okay, society. Let us have fun, man. We just wanna. We, we just wanna, wanna be. Cook. We wanna be like everybody. Exactly. Be like everybody. Wanna I wanna be like Steve and uh, Trevor and uh, uh, Montague and uh, uh, and Bo Richards. You know, I'm trying Billy, to think. Billy, yeah, Billy Joel. You know what I'm saying? Chad. Exactly. I'm gonna stop that. I just want to be able to grill my chicken salmon and enjoy my family and peace. You know what I mean? I want to do backflips on the stage at graduation. Exactly. I want to like do all that stuff that black people weren't allowed to do because y'all count us out. 
You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be a big deal if y'all yeah. were just letting us graduate from Harvard and all this stuff like that. Right. We wouldn't be back then. We'd just be like, all right, we're going to walk by. But since it's such a feat to just be black and alive yeah. and to be professional and to gain things in a world that don't want us to gain stuff. Yeah. Hey, man, let us have our little bit, man. Yeah, have Even a little stroll. Get our stroll on. You know <laughs> Get our little burger Let me on. ask my woman to marry me. You know what I'm Play saying? Play summertime. Exactly. Right, in the background, right. our big boom box. Exactly. Bring like French Prince back. 50 of our closest friends that ain't even really our friends. Exactly. Oh, who cares? <laughs> when black people see other black people, you know why we acknowledge each other? Cause we know we understand the struggle. We understand yes. the struggle. You made it. You made it here. Yeah. See, cause I think for me, like a lot of the times when I started, even going back to Trayvon Martin, mm. and probably even before that. I uh, that dude, oh, guys. But well, he's been he's been convicted of a few things since. Yeah, then. he's, he's just an idiot out. because he's a he, slippery eel. He, he just, just gets to, out of all of it. Yeah, he, he just he, needs to go to prison. He's white, he but he's Mexican. <laughs> but <laughs> anywho, back to my point. <laughs> I feel like I was just kind of like I grew up like in a very racist town, mm. but mm. I was around a lot of Caucasian people. Yeah. Like I got like I had a lot of Caucasian friends. Why? I didn't see color really. You know, I mean, I lived in a small town, so I mean, it was just like you just knew everybody. Everybody knew everybody. Mm-hmm. And my grandma was a custodian, so she probably clean she cleaned schools for a living. So I'm, right. so I'm pretty. She taught my mom, and and she taught she she didn't teach my mom. She well, she did, you know, because she's a mother. Mm-hmm. But she was a custodian when my mom was in school, and she was a custodian when I was in school. Right. So it's like right. Generations, right. generations of people yeah. that she knew and came to knew and. People came to love her, and so because of my grandmother, I was afforded a lot of relationships with diverse people. Mm. So I didn't really like see the difference in color until I, like I got older. older. And so even just being an adult now, it's like I feel like sometimes like I can just be, be very like unaffected in a sense. Like it happens so much that it's like it's nothing. It's it's nothing new. You yeah, know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, oh, that happened. Uh, and then I feel like I just be, I just became so, like, just unattached because I'm just like, not that I, oh, I am proud to be a black African-American woman. I am not going to deny that. But I think a lot of the times it's just like, I feel like at one point in time, it was just like, I was just a person. I was a human living, yeah, going, yeah, right. going, to, you know, going to school, you know, graduating, going to college, having my different experiences, so on and so forth. But I, there are moments where I see a police and I freeze. I feel like this might be my last breath. And yeah. that's not something I've ever thought about in my, in my entire life. But now yeah. when I'm driving and I see a police on the side of the road, I'm like, okay, I need to intentionally go the speed limit because mm-hmm. who's to know that if I get pulled over, this might be the last breath that I take today. Last and breath. that's not something that I thought about before all these shootings, especially the shootings with, you know, the police actually pulling over, you know, people and they trying to go tell, you know, give them their license or their permit for their gun and they get shot and die in front of their wife and kid. Yeah. So Man. it's like, you know, now it's like I'm not just driving 
you know, and hopes of not getting a ticket. Like when I get pulled over, I'm fearing for my entire life. That's not a lot. That's not what a lot of people can say. Right. You know, they can't say like, oh, can I got pulled over way? for a ticket. They know my grandma. So yeah. I'm not going to, you know, there's no, go- there's not going to be any repercussions. Billy but for Joe me, I'm just like, okay, hopefully okay, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to cooperate. I'm going to have my hands on the wheels at all times. Yeah. I have my license and my registration in a place where I can easily reach them and they don't feel yeah. like I'm reaching for something else. Yeah. It's a lot of things that I have to consciously think about now because, like, this is a matter of life and death. It's yeah. not even about a ticket anymore. Right. Yeah. You know, so... And, and see, that's the thing, the flip side of that whole cookout situation that I wanted to talk about was just like, yo, that can have easily went horrible. Yeah. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, those dudes could have died, yo. Like... Yeah, that's that's the point we really trying to drive. Like, yeah, because you just call the cops and barbecue Beckett elevates. The, I mean, because you can call the police, it just elevates the situation already, yeah. already. And you never know what a cop is bringing to that situation. You, you know, because they put their lives on the line. And yeah, we, you know, we respect that. You know what I mean? It's it's like, but when you call the police, they're ready to act, respond, yeah. quell the situation. Right. And sometimes, you know, a person complaining is just, they want action. They demand action. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. cooler heads have to prevail. And sometimes, you know, cool a cooler head isn't there, man. Yeah. And it just, a lot of times with yeah. cops and black people, it's just like oil and water. It just don't mix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just when... Cops are called into situations dealing with African Americans, period. Right. Like, that situation, as soon as the phone call is made and it is authorized that it is black people involved, that situation is already at a 10. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, when they get there, it's at a 20. Yeah. Yeah. And they handle things and they put their hands on us when they don't have the rights to. It's like our rights go out the window. Right. You know what I mean? Like because of our skin. Exactly. Color. We could have. Hey, them dudes could have easily been barbecued and barbecued because they would have been slammed into that grill, got cold on them, burned, mm-hmm. and nothing but like just cut them a check and they should feel good that we didn't kill them yeah. or they kill them, cut the family a check and just. Be glad we gave y'all some money. The cops don't get reprimanded. It ain't no system in place to protect us from cops. It's a system in place to protect the cops from us and society. But when it's dealing with us, there's no system in place. It ain't nobody that reprimanded. No real justice happens. And yo, Barbecue Becky, I hope somebody pausing your cats. I'm so done. You and these cats. Golly, man. <laughs> All them cat people, man. Look at her. Look at her. She had a mullet, yo. I'm so. And then she had to do that fake uh... Oscar cry. Peter, please. I would have pepper sprayed her. I'm like, please don't. Get hey, yourself together. This is real. This is Darius. Yeah, out here in these streets. Ain't playing no games. You know what I mean? He's Barbecue lying. Becky. I hope your cats get pepper sprayed. I'm so done. You are the Michael Vick of cats. I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> 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 nah, but, but no, I just, get me. Yeah. I just feel honestly that it, I, I think I was kind of thinking about this the other day, but like, I honestly, I mean, history repeats itself. Yep. But I feel like we're slowly getting back to that, like, segregated, you know, era where it's, like, very blatant 
and like it's blacks over here, whites over here. But see, been like that all my life. I mean, yeah, I mean, true. But I Coming think from Lincoln, I think in in media though, it's happening so much. Like, More. like every time I get on Facebook, it's something new. But let me with tell a you, black person, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you like this. It's gonna sound very conspiracy theory, but if you follow the trends of most things that go on, and you have half a sense to pay attention. That's exactly what they want to do. Is the whole thing was to keep people at odds. Yeah. It's just not if you bring people together, and we don't have to pay attention to how we treat or feel about one another. We just pay attention to what's going on in government and stuff like that. Then we'll find all the holes in government and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then we'll go against that. But since they don't want us to come that far up. They just be like, hey, keep a focus on each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they won't pay attention to the policies and the things we right. putting them in putting in place to right. cause more chaos. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So therefore I feel like, you know what I mean, that's just a part of what the machine wants to happen. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I tell people we are involved in the system that has been put in place eons before us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like we are involved in things like people think that we can just change the system the system can't be changed you can learn how to play the system yeah you can learn how to get better at the system but you won't change the system you know what i'm saying i would hope that it could be changed and i would have hope for it because hope keep pushing people forward but that system in place yo ain't going nowhere ain't went nowhere yeah so if you can't love people, and everybody ain't gonna love everybody, that's just yeah, that's it true. is what it is. Because some people, it's egos in place. We are yeah. humans. Yeah. That's why we have so much turmoil now. Like, and that's why we fight against people that don't believe what we believe and all that stuff like that. Because so many people try to be like, "Yo, what I think is better than you." Yeah. You know what I mean? Binary. binary. Exactly. Yeah. Binary mindset. Yeah. yeah. And that's gonna keep the world like the world is. And that's why all the rich people gonna go to their houses on Mars when we blow the earth up. There's Jay said it first. I'm so done. I, and I'll and I'll add on to that. I'll add on to that. It's you know how people leading up to like the last two, three years saying, Oh, racism's dead, you know, so <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, okay, you had your victories in, in uh, civil rights with, like, Dr. King, civil yeah. rights movement. Progress was made. That was the last victory that we had, by the way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. It's, it's, uh, it's almost like, I'll, I'll take you into an analogy like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. where Freddy in the first, they, they overcome Freddy. They mm. know how to beat him. They know how to defeat him. Yeah. You know? So... What they do for the next generation of kids is tell, you know, they don't talk about them. They don't mention them because in any way, you know what I'm saying? And so it almost crippled their defenses Ah. against Freddy. You know what I'm saying? Boy, you better come with it. It's the same thing with racism. If you never talk about it, if you never discuss it in history, I mean, it was getting to the point where you don't even talk about the civil rights movement except for like in February or something like that. So if you don't talk about it as it applies to your life, your current life, then eventually it seeps back in. Man. That's so true. Mm. That's with mm. anything. Like, oh god, he did you afraid of fucking to get it for the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. This is my problem. 
This is Mella G, and you're listening to Conversate. Let's talk about it. That is so real. I think that's with anything, not even just with racism, but just generational curses and families and relationships. And like, like for me, I feel like it's important outside of racism and this kind of in tandem as well. I just feel like it's important for parents to be able to tell their children different things that are generational curses within their family. Because, I mean, like, sometimes you just really can't figure out who you are as a person because mm. you don't know the dynamics of your family before you. Exactly. And so mm. you're like, oh, why do I act this way? And, like, why does my dad act this way? And why does deep. my mom da-da-da-da? And you're like, uh, okay, I guess it's because this and I guess it's because that. And because we're not having those right conversations like you were oh, saying, God. then we're just basically left to try to figure out on our own or we kind of conjure up our own ideas. But at the same time, just like everything has already happened. Right. Yeah. And like you said, history repeats it. Like I said before, history repeats itself. So it's like, it's not a matter of just trying to think of new ideas. There's already things that's out here that is, that are accessible to us. Yes. That we can use in our defense for certain things, whether it's racism, whether it's friendships, whether it's relationships, whether it's career, whether it's whatever it is, you know, like if we talking about, we're talking about these things, Mm, this is how we get to the root of them. Yeah. But man, yo, like for real though, man, like all this, this, these two points y'all brought about is like 100% facts. (laughs) Like if y'all don't understand what they saying, hey man. (laughs) <laughs> sit in a still silent room and listen to this again because these are two valid points on why our society and why our families and stuff like this don't never get real healing and I feel like it go like if we stop sharing the stories of the past and stop having people remember because it's like you look at movies, yeah. and they had this utopian idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Just like, I say Avatar. You know <laughs> what I mean? Well, they didn't deal with nobody. It yeah. was like, we don't let nobody in. Yeah. We the blue people. We do what we do. You yeah. know what I mean? We hook our butts into the ground and get our information, and we go back to living our lives. But if you don't talk about, you know what I'm saying, your past. Yeah. You don't talk about, and I feel like with those people, they had like a good time in their past, and they was able to overcome the things they need to overcome. Yeah. Because right, they talked about their past. They kept in contact with the ancestors. Yes. They didn't let you know what I'm saying new things really just sway them away from yeah. what they really believe in. Right. You know what I'm saying, and that's how society and families have to be because just like me. I do a lot of generational mapping and I know like what my trip ups is in life just because I view and I look at my family and it's like, okay, I know that that's a pattern. You know what I'm saying? I got that. Now what can I do to change that? You mm. know what I'm saying? Right. And just like having, cause just like even with the slave, why y'all stop talking about where we came from? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know nothing <laughs> about my family. All I know that yeah. we, Hail from South Carolina, the sands of South Carolina beaches all right. the way across to Lincoln, Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just like, and the same thing with my father's side. That's all I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
but I don't know anything else. I don't know what the things that hurt us, you yeah. know what I'm saying, yeah. and what things we can get better. It's like being sick and not knowing you're sick. Right. right. That's so You true. know what I'm saying? Like, you like, oh, man, why I just can't get past this? Why is this not happening? Why can't I get past this? A lot of times it's mental roadblocks that were never discussed at all or even help. Because just like when you were talking about generational curses, there's mm-hmm. some things that happened to us that happened before us. Right. But it still affects us now. You know what I'm saying? And just like your family, your friends, and all that stuff like that, man, like, you got to understand, like, what you have around you, your family is probably your most powerful tool to having a successful life. If we were able to tap in and talk about our problems, our struggles, and the things we need to get better at, and the things... We need to love past and not hate past because hate don't do nothing but sit you in the same spot thinking about the same thing over and over and over. Love is what's going to push you past that, get you into a new place, a new feeling, a new idea to be able to generate, you know what I'm saying, cause and effects that will push you forward into your future. And I just feel like if we could just heal Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And concentrating on healing through recognizing our past yeah. and being able to be okay with the mistakes we made. Yeah. Yeah. But try to, nah, just do. Heal. Yeah. Heal. And yeah. push Absolutely. forward to the future. Because, like you said, if you don't talk about what happened before, you ain't going to be able to have... <laughs> the future that you want to, which, which is why I'm I'm just kind of thankful overall for you know President Trump becoming president, yeah, because it faces us mm. with what we always thought was just this phantom, yeah, that was never gonna rise again, right? You know, it's we're being equipped right now to deal with our problems, yep, and it's a trial and error thing, and we'll get it right, yeah, but. You know, at least now we're dealing with it. It's almost like the kingpin in Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, he's over stuff, but he's doing dirt. And Peter Parker knows. Well, Spider-Man knows. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, that, that's that's the blessing in all this is that whoever's next, you know, we get to choose. Yep. And right. we get to choose from an informed position. Yeah. Because it's just... That's what is going to help us heal, man. Mm-hmm. Like, just being able to recognize the yeah. things and the tools that we have before us and build with the tools we have before us. Yes, mistakes have happened. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They yes, some healing has happened. Yes. But we still got a long way to go. We do. You know what I mean? Got to press we on really either do. way. Because I just feel like... Um, even when you're just talking about like generational like curses and stuff like that and families not getting open, I think I think you have to really find out like where that hap- like where where did that start? You know, because yeah. like I I feel like there's sometimes like I I don't know. I mean no I know you guys don't have kids yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. But um but I mean just being around people who have kids, like I think one of their number one goals is to give their children what they didn't have, you know? And so I think 
a lot of times I think it's easy, not easy. I think it's challenging and, and kind of easier because I mean, like, you know what you want for your kids because you know what you did not have, you know, mm-hmm. growing up and what you, you know, would long for. And me personally, is just like, I didn't grow up with, you know, my father wasn't present all the time. Like he was there for certain moments. And as I was told that like he was there for me when I was a baby and stuff like that, but I don't remember, you know, cause I was a baby, yeah. but you know, even in that, I just feel like, there was a lot of things that was told to me about my father, you know, through my mom's perspective because of just where she was in life. Yeah. And, you know, when I did get the opportunity to find out who he was for myself, yeah. then I started to be like, oh, okay, this is where I get this from. This is mm. where I get, you know, that from. But then also, I know what I lacked, yeah. you know, just growing up without a father, yeah. present like 24-7, 365 days of the year. And so it's like for my kids... I want my fa- the father to be present, which is why I want to be married before I have kids because right. I want both parents in the home because I didn't have that. Yeah. You know, that's one huge thing. And then I feel like even for me, I honestly feel like, you know, being married and not that it's going to bring like true healing or it has to be the thing that brings healing because right. I'm being healed in the process right now, like going to therapy and being able to talk about these things. But I feel like being able to see my fa- to being able to see my husband bond with our children is gonna do so much for me. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like I didn't, you know, get to experience that, you know, growing up. But also I think too, I think a way to even break that generational curse without even knowing what happened is to be able to create new traditions, to be able to create a space where your children is not necessarily that you have the dynamic of like I'm your friend because there's a boundary of like I am the adult, <laughs> I am the parent, and it's not like you do it because I say so. No, you're doing this because give a actual why of something that they're gonna carry on. Okay, I got a beating because I didn't do what I'm supposed I was supposed to do. There's punishments for your there there's consequences for, for your, your actions. Yes. Um. So I think even in that, it's just like, I think even even without knowing what those generational curses are yeah. or those things that has happened in our family before that has just repeated itself over and over again to even a point where we were, you know, raised by them. I think at that point when we have kids, it's like, I know sometimes I've, from what I've heard, it's like, oh, I'm not going to ever be my like my mom. Right. And then mm. your, your child do something and you're like, girl, if you don't, and then you see yourself like... Okay, no, I have to address this in a different way because I want my child, my my son or my daughter to come to me and be able to have a safe space to talk to me about things mm. because I didn't have that. Yeah, or yeah, I yeah. want, you know, to create a safe space for my son to get open about this or about girls or my daughter yeah. to get open about boys when it's time yeah, and yeah, their yeah. hormones start acting up and they, yeah, you know, yeah. want to know where is this coming from. Not necessarily where is this coming from. But like what what's happening? Shot which is why like I'm very keen on well, I'm just very adamant about talking to my baby sister about these things. Like yeah. I like I went to you know, visit my family this past week and, you know, had a vacation slash yeah. family yeah. visit yeah. or whatever. And I was talking to my sister because she's about to be twelve mm. and she's about to be in middle school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know these yeah. are the years where you're trying to find yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a conversation with her about sex because mm. I feel like it's important. 
to talk about these things because she's going to start feeling certain things and she's going to a new environment because she's about to move to North Carolina. Oh, and so what? it's like, I don't know who who's up there. I don't, I'm not familiar with the place, but I'm just telling her, like, this is a time where you're really trying to figure out who you are and who your friends are going to be is so important. So if you feel like they're doing something that you know is not right, dismiss yourself. Right. You know, like if everybody's having sex, that don't mean you need to be having sex, exactly. you know, because wait till marriage. But right. I'm really grateful that she has grown up in the church. She understands what sex is and and, and where it's supposed to be and its proper time and in place. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're a kid and, and you're around people that are influential, they influential, it, now. <laughs> yeah. you know, you can, you know, go way left. But I think what's important is to have those conversations. Dude, what I really admire about Tacoma Perry, shout Tacoma! out to her. Her kids are like on it. Like, so Trinity is, I think she's five, if I'm not mistaken. Tatum is three and Trey is two. Mm. They know where their private parts are and they know who are, who are not supposed to touch them at that age. And so it's like, what I appreciate about them is like, they are so raw, which is why one reason why I really love them. But like when they're with their kids, they are like, like, listen, you're not supposed to kiss nobody but me and daddy. Like, even with Trey, don't kiss no other man but daddy. So it's like, now if Trey, God forbid, he does go into that path of liking the same sex, I'm pretty sure that Tacoma and Daryl are going to love him just the same. Will will they agree with his actions? Probably not, but that's still their child. Yeah. But... It's like they're training them while they're young. And yes. I think it's so important to be that raw because it's on TV. They go and find right. it. They YouTube. Out there. <laughs> like they're they're on streaming services now. They're yeah. on YouTube. They don't really watch cable no more. Nah. You know, all these YouTube celebrities are talking about everything under the sun. Yep. If, even if they don't even know what they're talking about, they're hinting at it or they're, yeah. you know, talking about it sub sub subtly. So it's like they got to know what sex is. So go ahead and talk about it. Go on and tell them. Go on and tell them. Yeah, no because, need to suppress that. Yeah, you know, it, it's no need to suppress, you know, conversations. You know what I'm saying? And I think right. grown-ups did us a disservice when they stopped talking to us. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or just saying we don't have valid points. You know what right. I mean? Because just like, it's just so much stuff that, should have been talked about her. And then one thing I have to do, like, I have to give my mom the highest of fives. You know what I'm saying? And that's what she did for us. Like, she she broke it down. She gave us the, the real hustling flow of life. You know what I mean? Like, she let us know it's hard out here for a pimp. You know what I mean? Or just, it's just things that we need to look for and things that we need to learn about social upbringings and being able to talk to friends and being able to say no and don't follow no crowds, be a leader. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do what people, there ain't no monkey see monkey do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just really just getting to your own standards in life. You know what I mean? And not following people, not tracking what people want you to track and not feeling how people want you to feel. You are in control of your feelings. Don't let people Tell you and make you feel how you supposed to feel. Yeah, it's like your your life's not gonna end because you disagree with somebody, right? Yeah. You know, and I, when you're that young, when you're you know those teenage years, preteen years, 
it can seem like that. Like if I'm an outlier, my life is over. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and there's bullying and there's ridicule and stuff and 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 that and that's gonna come that's gonna come really but as far as your mindset yeah. your conviction about it like you know what no nah, i mean you know this, this is what i believe you know and if we try to build that earlier mm-hmm. you know you, you were saying with the perrys um right. just building that kind of stuff earlier in life instead of like just kind of having kids in a corner with no valid opinions and right. no valid you know what i'm saying and then when they're 18 grow up right you know exactly. what i'm saying you never you taught me you never taught me how to do at it at all you know but you, know you won't be out your house yeah you you bills. not coming <laughs> back not even coming back for a load of laundry exactly oh god but my mom she taught me how to you know what i'm saying she t- taught me how to make it man you know what i mean like taught me how to get a job told me i need to get a job you know what i mean it's i think she put that in all of us you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like just being an adult, yeah. you know what I mean, and doing what you have to do and what you're supposed to do. And life is about doing a lot of what you're supposed to do outside of what you want to do. Yeah. And you have to work to get to the part that you do what you want to do. Yeah, it ain't no you. skip over the necessities before you get to the, the wants. It's a process. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's a process. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because it's like, even this podcast, I, I, this is something I wanted to do. But I have to go to work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? And I and if this becomes a stream of income the way I can just do this all the time, hey, thank you, Gia. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, this right here is just something I want to do, and I have to do what I need to do in order to make this want happen. Right. right. You know what I mean? So, you know, grind, little young stuss. <laughs> right, right. Get on Put it. Put it out there. Yeah, man. So we want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you, thank you, Mella. You're welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you for coming on and with us. Um, and we just want to remind you guys: check out Conversates page and the group on Facebook. Yeah, like that page. Mm. Join that group, and we're gonna be posting these statuses to get more input. Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, for you to think. contribute to the show. Exactly. Absolutely. Ch- check us out on Radio Public, yes. Overcast, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcast, and Anchor. You know what I mean? We out here. Anchor FM. Anchor FM. You know what I'm saying? Anchor.fm. But, That's right. You know, check us out. You know what I'm saying? You got anything you want to plug? Mella! <laughs> That's right. Uh, you can follow me on YouTube, Mind Over Mella. M-I-N-D-O-V-E-R-M-E-L-L-A. I'm a vlogger. Well, you know, trying to get back there. But, you she know. Uh, and also, here. I have a business. Uh, the Arts of Kai. If you need any film production or photography or music production needs, just go to my Facebook page and put in an inquiry and we will serve you the best way we know how. That girl good. <laughs> Real good. <laughs> Well, yeah, man, check us out, man. We appreciate you having you on, Mella. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And lending us your uh, software to record. Because <laughs> my computer was acting up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this, you know, it's been a day. I'm glad y'all listening. Yep. And we about to get out of here. Because we don't spend a lot of time on something that should have took a short time. <laughs> but we glad y'all listening. 
How y'all mama still doing? And we out. Peace.